Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Thursday, March 23rd. I'm Nyla Boudou. Here's what we're covering today. Moderna's CEO gets grilled by Congress. Plus, Muslim Americans lend a helping hand this Ramadan. But first, our one big thing. America's struggle with obesity. A newly published statistic caught my eye this week. According to analysis from the nonpartisan and objective research organization at the University of Chicago, 42 percent of American adults nationwide are living with obesity. Axios healthcare reporter Ariel Dreyer is here to help us understand this number and what it tells us about obesity in the U.S. right now. Hi, Ariel. Hi. Is this number that just came out what doctors and experts expected? I believe it is. I think the working percentage is at least a third or one in three Americans are living with obesity. So this might be a little bit higher, but as you can tell looking at the analysis, it kind of depends on what state you're living in. Yeah, where are we seeing the highest and lowest rates of obesity across the country? So West Virginia and Mississippi have about a tie for the highest state obesity rate at 51% of their populations experiencing or living with obesity. Washington, D.C., as well as Colorado, have the lowest rates. Washington, D.C. had the lowest at 33 percent. What do we know about that geographic disbursement when it comes to obesity? What are the biggest factors for obesity across America? When we talk about obesity, equity is really important to think about and look at because obesity rates are higher and disproportionately so among poorer and Black and Hispanic populations. And I think that that's something that recent reporting around sort of the crossroads right now with weight loss drugs and weight loss drug treatments have really been focusing on is when it comes to some of these newer treatments and ability to fight obesity, we really need to be looking at the areas of the country and the populations most impacted by obesity in order to really cut through and make some of those changes. Right. And we recently did talk about Ozempic on the podcast. How do weight loss drugs like that fit into this very complicated picture? They fit in many ways. Obesity is a disease and it can be treated. And I think a part of that shift when it comes to culturally understanding what that means and what that looks like will really be at the heart of some of these discussions around coverage and treatments and how it works. And we are seeing more research and sort of physicians gravitating towards these treatments as a game changer for obesity. On the other hand, these drugs are really new. There are a lot of unanswered questions when it comes to how these treatments work in the long term. And if a patient stops taking a drug, what happens? The other important part of this treatment puzzle piece right now is that some of the same drugs that are being used and prescribed to patients for weight loss are also used for patients with diabetes. And the FDA has reported shortages of these drugs recently, and there's concern that patients with diabetes aren't going to have access to these drugs when people are needing them or trying to get them for weight loss. 
inequity there, at least for the time being, lies in the cost and availability and access. Ariel Dreyer is a healthcare reporter for Axios. Thanks, Ariel. Thanks so much. After the break, the Moderna CEO defends quadrupling the price of its COVID-19 vaccine. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here are some headlines we've been following. First up, everyone is mad at Moderna. Stefan Bensel, the CEO of the pharmaceutical company, faced criticism from lawmakers on both sides of the aisle after he refused to consider quadrupling the price of its COVID-19 vaccine from around $26 to $130. Here's Bernie Sanders questioning Bensel about the price increase during a Senate hearing yesterday. Quadrupling the price is huge and I will hope, I would hope very much that you will reconsider that decision. It's going to cost the taxpayers of this country billions of dollars. That's something you can do. The volume we had during the pandemic gave us economies of scale we won't have anymore. That is what is different. The price hikes are slated to take effect once the government's current stockpile runs out. Yesterday, the Federal Reserve did raise interest rates by another quarter of a percentage point. What this means? Rising rates signal the Fed is staying its course on fighting inflation. But Chair Jay Powell did indicate officials are reserving the right to halt its interest rate hikes if the banking crisis causes the economy to slow down too much. And in Los Angeles, classes are canceled for a third day for nearly half a million students after around 30,000 union workers began a strike on Tuesday. Custodians, bus drivers, and teaching aides at public schools are among the workers on a three-day strike, hoping for higher pay. Union leaders are asking for about a 30% pay increase for public school workers who currently make an average of about $25,000 a year. Last night, Muslims around the world began celebrating the holy month of Ramadan. Many of us know that means for about 30 days, many Muslims will fast from sunup to sundown. But there's much more to Ramadan than just not eating or drinking. It's also an important time for charitable giving, including a specific form of charity called zakat. Muslim Americans gave $1.8 billion in religious zakat funding in 2021. That's according to the Muslim Philanthropy Initiative at Indiana University. That means the average household donated $2,070 to charity. Halil Demir hopes this year will prove to be even more successful. He's the executive director of the Zakat Foundation of America. Halil, welcome to Axios Today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Halil, can you explain why charity is an important part of Ramadan observance? Zakat means the third pillar of Islam, and uh, every Muslim have to give to and half percent of their excess uh, wealth to the poor and needy to create the economical and social justice. So Ramadan, according to tradition, when you do a good deed, it's 70-fold returns to you. 
So Muslims, not necessarily that you have to give zakat during Ramadan, but because of these blessings, a majority of Muslims prefer give their zakat to poor and needy during Ramadan. Halil, you're originally from southeastern Turkey. How have your family and friends been faring since the earthquake? Thank you for asking. It's to be honest with you, is not good. After the earthquake, the earthquake hit and passed. Then we have a very strong rain. So from the earthquake, we went to the storm. And from there, we went to wind and then we went to hail. Unfortunately, some of these tent villages did not recover. How much of a focus this year do you hope Zakat Charity will be on helping earthquake victims in Turkey and Syria? I think that most of the people, because of the impact of these devastating earthquake, was so strong, was so powerful, so heartbreaking. The life of millions of people shattered. Humanity has heart, Muslim or not Muslim, I have to say. But during during Ramadan, probably Muslims going to give most of their charitable giving toward these communities. And can you share with me a little bit more about what Zakat Foundation of America is doing for earthquake victims? So this is this we do during Ramadan. We're going to regularly have a food for dinner because people fast all day. Because many families that uh, there they lost their families, and these are holy nights for the Muslims. So we're going to have also spiritual gathering, religious gathering, and we're going to accommodate all these needs of the communities. We have identified location where public people can come and pick also our warm food in three different cities. How connected do you think Muslims in America feel to what's going on in Turkey and Syria? I have to say that proudly, American people are very generous. This nation has donated 2021 $485 billion to the charitable causes. So I'm thinking they will be very generous during these very challenging times. Remember, we have flood in Pakistan where, you know, one third of the country was under the water and still most communities didn't recover from these. And now earthquake in in these two countries. Also drought in Africa. Remember, please, drought in Africa. So I'm hoping that American people and particularly Muslim community will be very generous because the challenges in the world right now is very serious. How much money was given last year to Zakat Foundation of America? Around $20 million. So you're hoping to have even more this year? Yes. Halil Demir is the executive director of the Zakat Foundation of America. Halil, thank you for joining us. Ramadan Mubarak. Thank you. Have a blessed day. And that's it for us today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.